0: Yeah, that's true. We certainly have had our seasons of ups and downs over the years and we also went through that season uh, that often comes to many families when the first child is around two years old and that's often a crisis when there's not so much sex in the relationship.
1: Welcome everybody to another episode of Relationships. Let's talk about it. And in this episode, I have a conversation with, yes, my wife, Rivana Rainbow. It's been a while. And we talk about the season within relationship. We tell stories about, of course, our 26 year relationship and how it went into very different seasons the seasons of romance and meeting each other, the aspects of planning and having a family, some of the disconnections that we experienced and how we came back in. And also interesting of how we are in the actual nature of seasons and how that affects us and how we worked with the natural seasons in our relationship to understand ourselves more deeply. Everybody knows if you're in a relationship that's long term, you're going to have some ups and downs and going through these seasons. So it's really good to reflect and to understand them. So here we go. My conversation with my wife, Rainbow, the seasons within relationships. Let's talk about it. Hey, lovey. Welcome back to the studio. It's been a while.
0: Oh, lovey. I am glad to be back in the hot seat.
1: <laughs> hot seat, huh? Yeah. Is that is that uh, the season for you right now? Is It's hot.
0: I like summer. I like warmth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been about a year since we did a podcast. And I know that we were getting feedback from some listeners out there of when's rainbow coming back on. So that's wonderful that you're here.
0: Yeah, it really warmed my heart to hear several people requesting that I would come back on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for asking.
1: Mm-hmm. So we thought that we would uh, kind of explore the seasons of relationships. You know how that how that affects being together. Twenty six years, we've definitely gone through lots of different cycles of closeness and love and um, our sexual intimacy. Uh, has been hot. It's been at times disconnecting. Um, our communication has been more at depth at times. Um, even our kindness has gone up and down. Um, and yet there has been a consistent, uh, certain connection of our relationship and foundation that I think has brought a lot of stability and a lot of um, hmm, a lot of grounding to my life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and over all those years, we've also got to know each other more and really could uh, see the different seasons of our personalities that we're going to talk a little bit more about in this podcast.
1: Yeah, and so I just want to put out that it's normal to have these different seasons and to understand what are the cycles and even how the regular nature seasons affect us. Because I loved when, you know, I get this real understanding to you about, I don't remember when it was, but one winter I was really antsy and I felt I should be doing all these things because I was used to having my life before living in Detroit and still going to work and being very active and going out at night and socializing. And I remember you said, no, 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 the winter is supposed to be, supposed to be in your cave, you're supposed to really go inward in yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like take a break. We can't drive through life in the high gear all the time. I really think there's a reason why the seasons was created by nature to give us a natural break to slow down during the six months of fall and winter.
1: And that gave me some permission. I mean, I could start getting really, I mean, the, the Danish word that you always used, Hygley.
0: Hygley, yes. Yeah. Which is cozy. To get
1: really cozy in, in the, in the wintertime. And I so looked forward to that uh, early on in our relationship and throughout the years of how we create this coziness that, um, yeah, this comfort and coziness that allows me to just settle in, allows me to settle into your energy, that I feel like I don't have to get up and do so many things. So... um I feel that we connect well in the winter time because we allow ourselves to just be together.
0: Mm-hmm. I also find that winter time is a good time to stay much more at home and nourish our connection, catch up on you know kind of almost recovering from a busy outgoing summer season and fall season, and then. Cuddle up and catch up on each other and dive into some of those conversations we have touched upon during the spring, summer, fall. But take them, bring them back up again, those conversations, say, could you tell me a little more about this? And I'm curious to hear this. And actually, you know, back when I told you this, there's a little more I would like you to know about that. You know, so in the wintertime, there's time to catch up on that and it feels really satisfying and calming
1: yeah i remember when we moved from, Cal- from california to colorado after being together for a year and and uh we knew we were going to be together we got pregnant and we wanted to find a place to really settle in i remember that was winter time when we were in colorado and it just really gave me permission to even like learn to cook with you and, you know, get to know how we communicate just on that level. I remember cooking for us was a big focus during during that winter time because the year before we weren't cooking that much. Yeah,
0: because we lived in a community and was very engaged and social for a whole year. It was almost perpetual summertime
1: yeah.
0: being in that community together. And that was the first season of our relationship we had a lovely long summer together. But there was also many and it was distractions. Hot. It was
1: hot. It was hot. Not just
0: Oh, you mean sexually and attractive. Yeah, I, yeah. Yes, that was hot. Yeah. And it was lovely. And I'm so glad we did have that first romantic year together of that. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful first season of a relationship. Yeah. And then I also I mean, we had lots of deep conversations for sure, because that community encourages that. But there was also many distractions to engage with so many other interesting people there and workshops we could take. So it it was like a, a long summer season in a way, because summer is about going out and engaging and being social with others. So therefore, when we went into our second season... When we had decided to marry and leave this community and we moved to Colorado in the winter, and I was pregnant, we were certainly going into the second season of our lives, the stage where we plan for a future together.
1: Yeah. And I know for me, like that season was this uh, nurturing part of me that really showed up, you know, being secluded just with you in a cabin up in the mountains. I felt, you know, the elements that I had to really take care of. That. I had to get the wood. I had to really take care of the elements outside. And we went for a lot of walks. And just there was a nurturing aspect. You were pregnant, so I wanted you to feel really comfortable and cozy. And, um, yeah, that came out to me totally different in our relationship, of course. You know, to to provide in a, in a different kind of way that you were the focus, you were nurturing this baby, and I wanted to give my focus to both of you.
0: Was that satisfying to you to to provide and support?
1: It was was so satisfying, and it was was wonderful that I had some friends that I could talk to about sometimes when I was maybe confused about it or um, some of the challenges, how I wanted to be seen maybe by you in a certain way, you know, to be a little more selfless than um, getting... Uh, feedback from you of how how am I doing? Am I doing good? You know, instead of just giving from my heart, and that was a that was a wonderful um, lesson for me of like really giving from my heart. Like this is my role right now in this family. Um, so I I loved it because I thought about it a lot in my life of what it would be like, and now boom, it was here. That season of my life of becoming a father and and a husband was here,
0: and I also wonder. So you're a city boy growing up in Detroit, and suddenly we were out in the mountains in Colorado. How was that for you?
1: It was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. I didn't miss the city at all. I mean, I got a little shot of the city when I would drive into Boulder an hour away, and I can just have a little taste of that. But I love taking my walks in the forest by myself, nighttime walks, moonlit nighttime walks, it brought out um, a more raw uh, aspect of my masculinity and uh, my connection to nature. Because of course the year before when we were living at Esalen in in California, being outside was a very growing aspect of that. But now in the rugged mountains of, of Colorado and kind of being on our own, that brought out uh, a certain providership. I think it was the first time I ever bought a big Bowie knife. <laughs> you remember I used to carry that Bowie knife just in case mountain lions would be around us and in, in when we took those forest walks. Yeah,
0: so you could protect
1: us. <laughs> yeah, right, and we had a cat that would walk with us. Uh, so I kind of felt like, yeah, I was kind of like a wilderness man in some way. And that was an interesting part of the season of my, of, of my life, a season that, that I didn't have before um, in my life. And
0: mm-hmm. yeah, so we had about six months there while I was pregnant. Yeah. Before we actually became a family.
1: Yeah. What was that like for you? Like all of a sudden the season of becoming a mother.
0: Oh well, so that's the next season we entered into once I gave birth in August. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that certainly changed a lot and I couldn't really had imagined it before because this was my first time of becoming a mother. And then suddenly the focus is on the baby and not on you. Yeah. So my baby became my number one and you became number two. And, and how I was, was, an was ant- that for you?
1: <laughs> that was an interesting season. I mean, I knew that that would happen, of course, you know, and yet when it did happen, hmm, it was a little challenge, you know, cause, uh, you were so focused on Xander and rightly so. Um, but yet some of that was missing some of the part that I used to get from you or just you and I time and you were very tired and and uh, you had some challenges physically after the birth. And so for me, it was a realization that, um, yeah, my my ba- I, I took a little bit more of a backseat. And again, like more of the provider came in and I don't think I was worried about it, but I knew that it couldn't. If it kept lasting like that, that we didn't feed more of our relationship with some of that attention, after a while, that it could it could become challenging, and it did a little bit mm-hmm. for us.
0: I also want to say that so our sexual life had been hot in the first season, and with pregnancy taking quite some energy out of me, and then birth and motherhood taking energy out of me. I wasn't interested in sex anymore,, yeah. and that was hard on you because you're a very sexual being.
1: Mm, yeah. yeah yeah i I think I you know mentally knew I didn't want to pressure you. I knew that that has to come back um in a natural way. I think as it as as it started to kind of become more of the mainstay that that was happening. And it didn't seem like you had a lot of interest in changing it, that was the one thing that, I think that was the one thing that, that was hard for me, was that you, it didn't seem to me that you had that much of an interest in, in changing it back, or the focus more more on us, e- e- even some years later, um, after Xander was born. And I think it wasn't until about six or seven years later, sure we would have sex throughout those years, but not, not at all in the in the connecting way or the frequency or, or even the the aspects of focus and presence that that I wanted so i think it wasn't until the 7th year that we were together that 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 needed to shake up in some way and we did that was a, i think that season in our life was a big shake up
0: mhm well we also had sander in our bed mhm you
1: know yeah, For- yeah.
0: For the first quite some years, and,
1: and I know I want to put in, and, I, and this is really important. When when River, our baby, died in birth after after Xander, um, three years after Xander, so there was a grieving period. I know that you were we were all experiencing, but you were you were most definitely experiencing. And so that like that that was a dark season for us that lasted, even though we were connected as a family in many ways, and there was joy. There was a deep sense of of grief and sadness.
0: Mm-hmm. See, that was a season that suddenly came into our lives unexpected that I had a stillbirth. We were not prepared for that. Yeah, There were no signs. So suddenly we were just thrust into an unexpected season we were not prepared for. And we already had a three and a half year old child to take care of. And my body had just lost this little baby that I'd hold in my arms right after birth. And then we had to bury her. But my breasts were full of milk and my biological body wanted to hold a baby and nurse for a baby. There, it was just out of my control. My body is created for that. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through quite some adjustments of that. Yeah. And then the shock and the grief. And it was a turning point in my life. Um, yeah. From then on, I was changed.
1: And I, I do want to say that I did feel that we shared aspects of that grief that brought us closer. We didn't hide behind it. We didn't bury it um we were very present with it
0: yes that is true and we 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 went right into it there was no hiding with the grief and even our community that we had moved to our sweet neighborhoods was very supporting up around us and supporting us through this grief So we were talking about it and, Hmm. you know, we wanted also Sander to move through this sudden different experience. Because here we had prepared him to be a big brother and then suddenly he wasn't going to fill in that role. So then we had some work to do there, uh, talking with this little three-year-old, explaining life. And death,
1: and I think those of you that have those experiences, you know, crises in your life, whether it's a loss of something, loss of a job, loss of a loved one, um, loss of a dream, that we know how grief can really take us over, and it permeates in in our life. So that's a huge season that that people experience. If you're a human being, you're going to experience it sooner or later. And I am so grateful that we that we were conscious and shared in that, that, um, you know, there was an acceptance around, yeah, this heaviness is, is with us. However, we're not going to let the heaviness take over. And we still had a lot of connecting, wonderful, um, deep talks and connections, um, even with people around us. And I think we were a model in that way to help people really understand, and move through grief in a conscious and and present way.
0: Yeah. We were contacted by other people who have had some similar experiences. Yeah. And yes, I agree. We were very connected through our grief. And it brought us together in a whole other way than the previous four years we had known each other. Yeah. So, it was a season of grief and of deepening in our relationship. Uh, uh, Yeah, it came by surprise, but I also imagine that many relationships sooner or later will experience the season of grief. It, it can be, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the loss of a child. Mm -hmm. It can be the loss of a home. Or a job or other family member. Physical
1: health, just like, you know, what we're experiencing right now, you know, jumping ahead just with your injury that you had a couple months ago. And it's been somewhat debilitating for you walking around and that challenge. And so there's a loss even in, in, in a grief, you know, even in that, you know, this this summertime that we're supposed to be out and be very active and so forth. And Xander's home. It's been really challenging for you. You know, in that way, to to be your your vibrant and energetic self.
0: Yeah, you're right, and that can come very unexpected, yep. an accident of some kind, and that's what I had in garden accident, and suddenly it was hard for me to walk because I'm li- I lifted something that was too heavy, yeah. and now I'm dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a setback. Yeah. It's really shocking. Suddenly I found myself very old. And, yeah. and and both of us suddenly had to face, wow, this is how it might be getting older.
1: Yeah, there was times where I would have to help you in and out of bed, get you dressed and, and, and things like that. And I thought, man, this, it, this is not supposed to happen for another 25 or 30 years You know, and some of that realization I didn't—I didn't really want to look at, and maybe that's why I didn't give you as much empathy and kindness in the beginning, which I hope I'm making up, you know, right now in in the recent and that is true, and we got to be
0: honest about it. You were not really taking it so serious in the beginning and giving me so much empathy, and I'm glad you're admitting it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it feels really good to turn that around and really be there for you in more way not judge it not judge that you should have healed yourself in different ways and done different things you know i know that you're in pain and you don't want to be this way so i have a lot more a lot more empathy for you i mean even even the other day when i was i was focusing on that you know i wanted to focus on kindness for you and and when you were going to the doctor um you were driving yourself to the doctor and then i got a text message from you and you said i had the wrong address in my gps and i didn't make the appointment real quick what went through my mind real quick is like oh you gotta be fucking kidding me and then it, i caught it real quick you know i'm like no 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 no, don't do that don't go there have kindness so i text back to you honey i am so sorry that must have sucked that you missed that appointment and then you came back with something and i said yeah i'm really am sorry that you had to experience that i bet That really felt bad. And you came back with a text of thank you so much for that compassion. Yeah.
0: That was exactly what I needed because I was sitting there in the car crying and screaming. Mm -hmm. And then leaving you that message.
1: It it took a lot of courage because you don't know what my response would have been. Yeah. And I'm
0: so glad you didn't criticize me, but that you showed compassion. Yeah. That's what I needed. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, when the season of a sudden accident or sudden illness comes into a relationship, it changes the dynamic between uh, in the relationship as well, yeah. as we noticed here these past two months. Yeah. And the one who is ill or weakened is a little more spacey. Oh, yeah. And therefore needs the other partner to step up and take some decisions and come with some suggestions. Yeah.
1: And also to be patient with anything that's repetitive because since you've been spacey, there are times that you've told me the same thing or asked me the same thing, and, and I've been patient with that. I really felt I've been patient. Also, what's kind of interesting that, you know, to come back is for the last maybe four or five years, I think we put a lot of good focus in renewing a level of our sex life um, that was still very satisfying in the last 10, 15 years, but in the last three or four years, we really put a good focus on it. And now, because you've been injured for the last three months, that has not been in our, in our life at all. And so there's been a different way to be with each other in that in that way.
0: Yeah, suddenly we haven't been able to have sex for at least two months. Yeah. Yeah. And that's tough not to have that connection. Because as you said, the last five years, we have heated up our sex life again. And incidentally, that coincided with when our son moved away from home and he moved to Europe when Uh, he turned 20. mm, Then it opened up some space. I mean, we, we could have been more open anyway, but suddenly, because the house was empty, we could make sounds and we could be more free. So it added a little more energy to our sex life again mm. for these past five years. And that had been fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you even uh, joined a uh, a woman's support sex group among some five different women around the area that you were close with and what what was it called was it just a what was the name of it it
0: was called let's talk about sex
1: mm, yeah, yeah i
0: was invited into this group oh. uh, a and group I, of neighbor women
1: and i was so glad that you got in the group uh, into that group when we were really heightened in our in our sex connection i was like yeah baby go ahead tell them about how good we are <laughs> yeah that was fun
0: yes it was good to talk about sex because it really made me review my sex life plus listening to the other women talk about their sex life it was inspiring so it certainly added more spice to our lives plus i was the oldest one in this group and uh, it was good for them to see wow a woman in her 60s Still have a spicy sex life,
1: mm-hmm. so
0: it was a win-win for all of us to be in this group. We were in it for a year. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I'm not putting any pressure because do you feel any pressure for me about that we um, that our sex life took a big change after your no, injury? You have yeah. not
0: given me any energy about that. Yeah. And that have been, I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I mean a big part of what's been sweet is having our son back for the summer. We've had more of a focus on him and us as a family. Um, I'm not le- I'm not leery about when he goes back next week. What what would that be? Because we're going to be entering into the fall season in some way. And for me, fall is very reflective. Um, you know, there's the shedding, um, reorganizing in my life. And usually in the autumn, you and I really connect well. We take more walks and... That might be a little challenging with with your injury, but I have a lot of faith that you're that you're healing and that that will change around. But I do feel that you and I will probably go deeper, even in maybe a creative way. You know, we talked about doing more of our writings together and other things that we've done in the past that uh, connects us. And so I'm looking forward to another focus of of how we connect in in our relationship. Um, I feel more grounded and. In some ways, sure, there's things that are going on in the world right now for me that are really frustrating, and I do feel like people are, are, are insane in many ways of what's going on right now in the world, and uh, I get frustrated with that. But there's a certain groundingness and conviction that I feel of the clarity that I have of, of my boundaries and my conviction, and I'm hoping that that will somehow permeate in our relationship in a, in another way in this season that, that we're gonna be uh transforming into.
0: What season would you say is your personality?
1: Oh I think fall. You know, if you're talking about are you talking about like a, a natural season? Like uh winter, fall, spring? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of yeah. the four seasons or fall. two. Yeah. A, a, a- I love fall. Uh, there's just something about my personality, even to the clothes that I get to wear, you know, the, the jackets and, and some of the sweaters or some of the shoes that I wear just feels more me. I, I love being out in nature more in the fall than the summer where we live in the humidity. And um, it's a little more challenging for me to take the hikes. I love taking hikes and a little bit of the briskness. There's something about fall and the reflections of the colors that bring some calmness within me. So I think that, that I, I feel more grounded in myself. And I always have. I always really enjoyed going out with girlfriends in my past, in the fall. When I think about what was the best part of my relationships, how I showed up, or how I connected, was in the autumn. It was fall. Yeah.
0: So you have good memories of the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Especially with you. Yeah. hmm Yeah.
0: Well, I also would like to add that I also think you are a winter season. Why is that? Because you love sitting on the sofa, (laughs) falling asleep on the sofa, or watching movies on the sofa.
1: Mm, Reading. And
0: I think all your life you have loved that.
1: Yeah. I think there's something about, especially with the weekends, you know, after being so focused with people during the week, that I just love, like, just to have my own little space, my own little thought process, my own focus. Instead of, like, doing more and feeling more like energetic. There's something about doing the therapy that I do that brings me a lot of energy, and I expend a lot of energy in the presence and focusing. So I think that when I am home and the the wintertime, I love just kind of just chilling.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to say about that, I do understand that with the kind of job you have, that you need to come home in your safe cave, and, and relax and not have to connect with other people. I, mm. I so understand that. Mm-hmm. So in a way that belongs to the season of winter, regardless of what time of year it is, you have that need when you come home from your outgoing work and then to come home and feel winter season, cozy and relaxed and sofa when you come home. So I was just thinking when, when it actually is winter, then you can really be a couch potato. Well, well,
1: well, you know, know, a part that I'm kind of looking forward to that's never happened before, right? Is in wintertime, I would feel anxiety. Why did I feel anxiety? Because I would have to drive an hour to work in the winter coming down the mountain when there was shitty weather or that I would have cancel out sessions. Now that we got high speed internet for the first time in our lives out here in the in the forest that we're able to get, I can just do uh, video sessions. And so like there's this, there's this relief around some anxiety that I think also, even though the winter gave me the sense of kind of calmness and coziness, it also gave me some anxiety with work. You know, you know that, that I was always like mm-hmm. that with, with driving. So I'm
0: glad you're having this relief now. Yeah. And can enjoy winter much more.
1: And what about with you? Because I know that this past spring really brought some creativity for you. You redid your your art studio and really revamped that and brought in more women's groups and art um, workshops that you did. So is spring your season? Yeah, spring
0: and summer is certainly my seasons. I love spring. I can't wait Until the weather is, you know, fair to get outside. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be May to be fair. It can be fair in February and I am outside trying to do something in the garden and hiking.
1: Yeah. And I think knowing, you know, when couples know their juicy seasons, how to support each other and how to encourage each other. And that you, I love, we took a lot of walks this past spring with each other. I mean, we were almost going every day, right? There was a period of some months that we were taking a walk after dinner, and now weekends all the time. And that created a, a certain connection that we were able to talk. We talk really well when we walk together. Yeah,
0: it's a good spring activity for couples to do. and And it can happen, you um, know. Most time of the year, except when it's hard winter, of course.
1: Yeah. I'm just curious, like, for you, if you reflect back, was there a season in our relationship that lasted longer than regular seasons? Because, you know, you don't want disconnection to last, you know, months on end. Some people, it's years on end. You don't want that to, to keep lasting. I know that there was a time when I had a lot of maybe pressure going to school, Um, and got my master's degree like 18 years ago or or so forth, that we didn't really spend a lot of connecting time because I was so busy with school and working. And uh, it was hard to connect the deep way that we wanted to connect. Do you recall any aspects where it was more challenging than that?
0: Well, I think it might have been more challenging for you than for me because... I was a mama and I had things to do, homeschooling Zander, I loved it, I was very engaged with other homeschooling groups, and um, so I was certainly not bored, I didn't mind that you were going away to school now and then, Um, so I wasn't feeling it, it might more be you who was feeling some disconnect.
1: Well, maybe I was just feeling maybe the obligation that we should have connected. Because if, uh, you know, in reflection, it's wonderful to hear you say that you really didn't feel it. And that's wonderful that that you kind of allowed that phase, that season in our life, knowing that I wasn't going to be around as much because I was going to the, you know, I was doing long distance learning, but I was still going to the local university library to do research at night. There was many times I was even staying in town at night because we live far. Um, and that's nice to hear that you didn't feel the distance, you know, and, um, yeah, you are a great focused mom, a home mom, and so many moms don't get the credit for the job. It's a tremendous job to do that. So that was a big season in your life to, to do that and focused work.
0: hmm Being a mother was my work and I loved it. And I knew right from, you know, while I was pregnant, that that was going to be my job.
1: You know, there was an interesting season for us as parents that when our son became a teenager, it felt that, that naturally you gave me a little more, maybe say, or some of the power differentiated and shifted a little bit more to my responsibility, especially around discipline, because that wasn't really a big deal when he was smaller, but it started to become as a teenager, I had to put up more boundaries and, Kind of instill a certain, uncertain, um, masculine energy without it being threatening and without it being strong. But um, that was a period that in our in our season of parenting that it shifted a little bit. You gave me the confidence. I love that you were confident in me spending more time with Xander and teaching him differently than you did when he was younger.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that the aspect that we only had one child, so there wasn't any sibling rivalry. Rivalry?
1: Rivalry. Rivalry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, That made it easier because then Zander was an easy child. So you didn't have to step in and do any disciplining during all his childhood. I managed and fine. So you could focus on your education mm. and your job. So I think in a way, you had an easy ride as a father until he turned around twelve, and things began to change because he got into the pre-teen years. And he would start to uh, put up boundaries with me, and you know, his, his language to yeah. me would change and i needed some help and support in setting boundaries and telling him what he could say and not say mm. and that's when you needed to step in
1: mm. yeah yeah i think that, that was a good transition for us um and it also gave me more and more confidence of how to be with him and and our our relationship even got closer and closer, uh, Xander and I. And I think that set precedence for as he got older and his trust in me and coming to me for advice and just a lot of other things, that that was a natural process. Um, and you and I didn't have a power struggle about that, which was great. You know, I really, really appreciate that.
0: Mm-hmm. I was kind of relieved because I had intensely been a mama for the 12 years. And then he began to the process of breaking away from mama which naturally boys have to do yeah and i knew it so i i wanted you to to step in and take over the that role so um i mm-hmm. was happy about it and that started another season in our relationship the season of journeying with a teenager
1: Mm-hmm. yeah right You and I had to have maybe more good communication around that, um, more validation and acknowledgement of each other's experiences. I used to love when we finally found the sweet spot that we would say, hey, are you open to hear some observations of how you just uh, communicated or related to Xander at that moment? And I knew it was like, ooh, there's something coming. It's not going to be a total criticism, but it's going to be a good feedback and observation. If I'm not defensive, if I'm open to it, I really want to allow your influence and the same thing. So I think that that was a good shift in season of how we uh, gave opinions or influence in each other's parenting. Because a lot of folks have really challenges with that. They feel criticized, they feel blamed. They don't do it in a in a kind and respectful way um, or they hold back. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Yeah, the season of teenagehood, it it was the start of a new way of communicating between you and I because we had to have more meetings, just you and I, about how to handle this teenager and make some strategies and give each other feedback on how we were parenting and how we were observing each other of Zander's reactions. So it was both you and I, because I would say something to Zander and you would sit over in the sofa and you would observe his reactions in that. And then you would wait until later in the evening and tell me, are you open to hear these uh, reflections that I've observed between you and Sander? And you would tell me that so that I could take it into account and uh, and we would have a conversation about, well, what could I then do? How could I speak differently to him? And it was really helpful because you as a man, the same um, sex as Sander, you understood a lot of things and Suddenly, I had to realize that I needed to talk differently to him. As a boy, I spent too many words, and I was overwhelming him. And you were telling me, use very few words to get through to him.
1: <laughs> I said, "Yeah, as a guy, I, I know what it's like to be mothered, you know, and I know how with the shutdown that happens. So it was good. It was good that you were so open to it. And one part of that was our consistencies and." Um, that our season, this season lasts throughout all the four seasons is how we focus on appreciation with each other so that when we gave each other feedback, it didn't feel like this huge criticism that was always coming, that we were never enough throughout our relationship. That's been a huge focus. And, um, that has really helped tremendously in giving each other feedback. So I love that season, even though sometimes we have a little more heightened in that season when we're more focused and we do our heart shares more regularly and and um, we're really focused on it. But that's been a mainstay throughout how we communicate and give each other feedback, which allows us to let the other one in when it's maybe some challenging feedback.
0: Mm -hmm. It was a great support for our relationship that we had already established giving each other appreciations. Mm, Yeah. And, oh gosh, that was such a support for us, and it strengthened our relationship. And when the teenage years came, which is challenging and changing us, and we have to change strategies with because our child is changing and we have to speak differently to our now budding teenager becoming an adult um so it was good we had the foundation of appreciations because um it could be challenging to get the feedback on. Do you want to know how I just perceived you mm-hmm. talk to Zander, and I was doing it to you too? So um, it was good to then round it off with some appreciation.
1: Yeah, yeah. But the, even even in that, there was many times that when we said, "Are you open to an observation?" It would be an appreciative one. We would tell the other one what we were so appreciative of how the other one handled it so well. So it wasn't always just negative feedback. I, I just want to pop in because this is this is coming to me before I forget. We had interesting seasons of when you went to Denmark. Like I consider that a little bit of this season of of um, not a separation, but this this physical break that we would have because you would go to Denmark with Xander um, throughout the summer, two three months. I um, did
0: that several times yeah. through his childhood and teenage years. Yeah. And that became a tradition because I wanted him to find his roots in Denmark, that is half Danish, and to connect with his family there, his grandparents and my siblings and his cousins and just the nature and the culture of Denmark. So I wanted him to be immersed there for three months at a time. And since I was homeschooling him for the first 10 years, we could really take three months out of the year and go. And you stayed home. And how was that for you to kind of be abandoned and also have (laughs) to deal with a lot of things?
1: You know, And then there was the years that even when Xander was older, you would just go by yourself. So you know when he was out of the house, you know in the last five years or so, you would still go to Denmark, on your own. So it was when you ask that question, the first thought that that comes to me is when we had that freaking flood, you know, in in uh, 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 the washroom and it flooded the whole um, house when I wasn't home and like dealing with all of that panic when you weren't weren't around or. Um, having in the wintertime, having to deal with the fire when I was in town, you know, to, to warm up the house. So, some of that, some of that challenge that I had to just do more, all the grocery shopping and that, 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 the things that you, um, would take care of that was a great balance. And the season, when I brought that up, there was something about allowing us to have a little bit of a more space in our life that created, um, Mm, just more appreciation and intrigue for the other one. We didn't talk with each other often directly on the phone. We would send voicemails to each other and listen to it. When we had time, there was this pace that was, um, more spread out in space. And I think that was actually really good for our relationship. I didn't feel any threat to it whatsoever. Um, I was so happy that you were seeing your family and that you were having such a good time and I loved hearing about it. Gave me a chance to do other things with friends or um, some things that I wanted to do that just gave me more space to do it or just even be in the ho- house just by myself and I could put a cup down and that freaking cup didn't move unless I moved that sucker. You know? <laughs> so there was that was a juicy um, part of the seasons of our relationship to have the space and knowing that it wasn't gonna be detrimental to the, our relationship at all, actually it enhanced it. So that's mm-hmm. how I felt about it.
0: Yeah. I'm glad, lovey. Yeah. And yeah, I know. But um, I wanna say that I think it's really healthy to have a break from each other and just be alone in life for a little while. I'm an independent person And both you and I was traveling in the world several times before we met. Traveling around alone in the world. So, I think we have that need for some alone time now Mm -hmm. and then and and going on adventure. And you could also rest safely in, you know, I was going to Denmark and it was staying with family and bringing our child. So it wasn't like I was going out on the discotags and, no. and that.
1: Right. Yeah. No. That. That's. No. That gives me wonderful, warm memories of how you were connecting with your family and enhanced that for our son. Be-
0: and you're right. That then coming back after I've been apart for three months is so exhilarating.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it brings new ideas and new fresh air into the relationship yeah. it felt so good
1: and i know that we would take more romantic times out after that when you came back to reconnect
0: we would go on a lot of dates yeah
1: before we before we end honey i just want to also like um think about people might think wow don't you didn't you have like really disconnecting seasons and and you know we had we had a few years that you know, around year seven or whatever, that part that we talked about where I really felt more attention could be put on us and our sex life and, and, um, which was, which was challenging, but there was, there was this foundation that we, that we just really kept at and one was around kindness to each other. Uh, the connection and communication was so important and the constant focus with appreciations and, we knew how to apologize to each other. So even though throughout our twenty-six years there has been these seasons that has created maybe more depth and connection with each other, in some of those seasons maybe we were not as um, I don't want to say connected because I still felt connected with you, but maybe not as not as seen and not as not as focused and present. Maybe if that's it, present with each other. Yeah. For for us, I just think that, that that's been it. There's been seasons that we've been more present with each other and seasons that we haven't been. Um, I don't want to paint this picture that we just have this every moment of, of our relationship for 26 years has been so easy. But being a relationship therapist and the things that I talk about in the podcast, I think that we've implemented in our relationship of not to let things get so out of hand and disconnected that it really fucks up our relationship and connection that it ferments of disconnection for for months and months and years and years yeah
0: mhm yeah that's true we certainly have had our seasons of ups and downs over the years and we also went through that season uh that often comes to many families when the first child is around two years old, and that's often a crisis when uh, there's not so much sex in the relationship, and got to focus their attention back on taking some dates and nourishing the relationship. So, we definitely experienced that too, yeah. around when Santa was two, and even we were both secretly having thoughts about divorce. <laughs> Because we weren't communicating.
1: Yeah, those were, yeah, I think it was secretly, I don't think we ever took that really seriously. So. <laughs> no, we didn't <laughs> talk about it. It was just, I know for me, it was just like, man, can I, is this the only way it's going to be for, for the for the future? Like, this has, has to change. If it doesn't change, I don't know if I want to be here. But we talked a lot of that really deeply through. But um, I never felt like there was a, we had, uh, I think we had one talk when he was about two after three years being together about maybe not being together and splitting up. And then we made a really conscious effort that, no, that wasn't going to happen in our family. We were going to put a real focused um, overdrive into creating a foundation and connection. And I'm so glad that what what would that be in the last 23, 24 years Mm -hmm. that that's been so true. I'm
0: glad that we didn't just hold it in, each one of us, but that we actually had an opening conversation about it and then together decided let's make a change here let's work on our relationship and we had one more i think maybe around i don't know saying there was five or six or so we had yet another one where we also hadn't had sex for a while and we hadn't gone on dates and hadn't focused on our relationship, and you had started your psychotherapy um, education. So you came home with new ideas of communicating, and brought that into our relationship, and that was so renewing. It was all. It was almost like going to therapy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, and you brought home exercises we could do, and I loved it.
1: Yeah, that's also wonderful that, that we've been game to do that. Like we, we learned and we met in a place right in the beginning of our relationship that was all about workshops and exercise and working deeply. And so we're always game to do that. And unfortunately, there are people that they don't have that compatibility of really putting the work in. And so, you know, to really stress like the seasons of our life, the seasons of our relationship, it takes work, folks. It takes focused attention to do that, to learn a different way, to do it differently so that you don't keep repeating, you know, um, repetitive behaviors and habits that don't serve you.
0: Mm -hmm. And it is possible to change those seasons around if we feel stuck in a season that's not going anywhere in which. Not satisfied, and that is like we gotta break through and begin the conversation, yeah, and then maybe get some help from therapy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, is that a plug for me? Is that a plug mm-hmm. for me? <laughs>
0: well, I really think it is smart to do instead of staying stuck, yeah. I mean. It's much better to feel the life pulsing through our bodies and pulsing through our relationship. And sometimes it doesn't take many sessions to get into the stuckness and get it unstuck, get some tools to work on and continue with. And then maybe a year later... You want to go back for some more sessions or you want to take an online workshop together. I honestly think a relationship deserves that.
1: Which, stay tuned, folks, to my outro. I'll be telling you about an online live Zoom workshop that I'm going to be doing. Hey, babe, uh, this was sweet. I'm so glad that you came back in the studio. And I so look forward to whatever seasons that we're going to be transforming transitioning in as we keep venturing and journeying together as partners. I love you so deeply. And and uh, it's exciting to think about these new seasons that we're going to have and and how to smooth over um, the repetitive ones that we can do better.
0: Mm, I'm so glad you feel like that, me Yeah, babe. And... It was really fun and invigorating having this conversation here with you. I was just a slightly little bit nervous getting back in the hot seat, but it was great and I had a little pain in my hip, but it didn't bother me, so I'm so happy we had this. And as you say, I know we are entering into a new season because fall is around the corner and the change of Sander flying back to Europe and continuing his life in a new city with his girlfriend of four or five years. And they're starting a new life in a new apartment for the next two years in this new school. It's like they're starting a new season. And we're starting a new season.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I look forward to it. Thank you so much, sweetie. Uh yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to venture with me. I love you. I love you. Hey everybody. I got an announcement before you go. I want to tell you more about the workshop that I mentioned earlier on this podcast, The Power of Appreciation, the key to deeper connection. And it is a couple's workshop, a live Zoom workshop. I have been giving this workshop with my wife in person for, oh, maybe the last 10 years. And now I'm going to be giving it live on Zoom. And I'm offering it this fall on two different dates for you to choose. Sunday, October 24th from 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Saturday, November 6th, from 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a real juicy workshop. Appreciation is so vital to any kind of relationship, especially an intimate couple's relationship. This is one way to deeply connect, so one, that you will communicate even better from that, and it will help you go through your conflict much easier with more connection. And this is not just learning about the basic thank yous, no way. This is deep resonance of appreciation. When couples learn to do this, they create a physical sink inside themselves. Their cells will actually start to entrain and cohere, sinking. Therefore, they're gonna be connected so much more deeply. By far, nothing has been more powerful in my 26-year relationship with my wife and also in the work that I do with couples. So I'm keeping it limited each uh, date that I'm offering it to about 15 couples. If you're interested, you can go to my website, prepo.com, click on Relationships Let's Learn About a page, scroll down to the online workshop and you will find out more about this workshop, The Power of Appreciation, and you can register right there. We'd love to see you. Okay, everybody. Sending you lots of love, sending you really good vibes for your health and how you relate to people all around you, hopefully with compassion and kindness and understanding and tolerance. This is what we need to get through all the stress that's happening in our lives. Because this is the only way that we're going to get around this really crazy time is for all of us to really step into that power of how we know ourselves to be who we want to be, how we want to be as loving human beings. Mm -hmm. I wish that for you. And I also wish mm -hmm, that you make yourselves a beautiful, beautiful day.
0: Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more about licensed counselor Prebo Taplitsky, visit prebo.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or therapy, medical advice diagnosis or treatment and does not constitute medical or other professional advice